0: I'm Brian Lowe, and this is the USA Rugby League Show. On this show, we hear from a couple of the players named in the USA Hawks train-on squad for the World Cup qualifiers. Andrew Nicely and David Washington join us to talk about their call-ups. Plus, we get a Canadian perspective on the qualifiers from Canada Rugby League Association President Bob Jowett.
1: You've seen them online and in print, so you know they specialize in authentic rugby league merchandise. When you want your favorite team's jersey, whether it's club or country, order it directly from MassCourtBrowns.com. MassCourt Browns, proud partners of the USA Rugby League show. If you need a better way to turn business leads into sales, choose Momencio. It's an event enablement tool for trade show exhibitors. Momencio is more than just lead capture. It gives customer engagement insights. For more information, go to Momencio.com. This is the USA Rugby League Show with your host, Brian Lowe.
0: And to open this show, pleasure to welcome Andrew Nicely of the Philadelphia Fight. Andrew, we have known you for a while, but you're also on the show because you've been called up into the USA Hawks train-on squad for the World Cup qualifier. so congratulations.
2: Thank you very much, Brian. Pleasure to be here.
0: Now, let's talk about this uh, being in the Hawks' train-on squad. It's not the first time for you. In fact, uh, your playing career at the the highest level goes back to 2010, back in the days of the, uh, the original Colonial Cup.
2: That's correct, yep. It's been a while. I'm really looking forward to it. It's a whole new set of athletes to work with and a bigger vision. Back then in 2010, it was just to compete and see where we could take the sport. Now that we're pretty established, it's exciting to see the next steps evolve.
0: Yeah, that's a pretty good point you make there uh, because back then, that was in the days of the old AM NRL. You've been in and around that squad since 2010. so how how are you feeling nowadays about uh, that experience you've you've gained over that time?
2: I think it's uh, an old adage of the experience that you get. you trade for the youth. I think now I'm a much more knowledgeable player, a knowledgeable athlete. I know how to prepare myself even better. I think some of that's due to my age and trying to keep up with these younger kids. But just it was exciting back then. But at the same time, it was completely new. Now that I've had the opportunity, been around it for eight years, to see just different aspects of the game and how to prepare and how to compete and what to look for and how to take criticism, how to work hard. I think the hard work is the biggest um, thing that I've learned over the last, I t- I say, th- 10 years, and how to achieve goals. So there will always be athletes, there will always be people that want to compete, but if you really work hard for something and really study it,
0: not just physically prepare but mentally prepare is what the biggest uh, difference from me from eight years ago to coming into this camp. This is now the third straight time that the USA has hosted a Rugby League World Cup qualifying series. It'll be your third time, obviously, involved in that. Um, Is there anything different for you going into this particular series as opposed to the last two you've been involved in? Anything, perhaps, mentally or or physically you're doing differently or thinking differently about?
2: Well, Sean has a very high standard for... your body, which has been a great experience for me over the last four years, being part of that program under his guidance. I think the biggest mentally uh, challenging thing for me, I'm honored to still be able to compete at this level, but what I'd really like to do is work on building um, selfishly a legacy. How, to, how are the guys after me going to remember what I've done and how I've helped them? So not only you know helping myself continue at this level this year, but how can I help other people that are involved? So for me, mentally preparing for that, is taking a little more time to explain something and not be as, I guess, selfish with my own preparation, but make sure everyone feels welcome and okay with what's going on, because it could be a very new, intimidating experience, and uh, fortunately for me, I've had two before, so I kind of know what to expect and what is going to come flying at us quickly, So that's kind of where I'm taking a little different stance if I get to go this time.
0: Yeah, that, that's, that's a pretty valid point. Now, you've been to the, uh, to the big dance, if, if you like. You went to the last uh, World Cup in, in Australia, and uh, you, played, you played games in Townsville and then up in uh, Papua New Guinea as well. What did you bring back home from all of that?
2: I think I was part of that group that was a little shell shop, but what I did able to bring home was just the understanding of how working as a team is important results are sometimes not the way you want them, but being able to work forward, being able to help each other was the biggest takeaway for me. And then just seeing other people's approach to the game, working with Brian McDermott, working with Sean Rutgersen in a different capacity, understanding how preparation works, what the most important thing is, and how to mentally and physically prepare yourself for that next level. And the reality was, as hard as they wanted to push us, we weren't going to die we were going to be okay, and you can learn how to build that willpower and that mental preparation, which I think is just as big as a physical, to actually compete at this next level. So for me, that was the biggest takeaway, understanding why people are pushed as far as they are, physically, mentally, and then how to prepare. It's not necessarily game tactics, it's more of a feeling, and every game we went into, we had the belief that as a team, we could win the game. And I think that part of the preparation was huge for me as a takeaway.
0: Yeah. Okay. As you said earlier, it, it's it's a matter of experience that you have now you didn't have then. So let's talk about what's going to go on in Jacksonville uh, in November. First up, uh, the Hawks take on the new boys, Chile. And we don't know a whole heck of a lot about them, but um, no doubt uh, Coach Rutkison and you guys will, you know, if you haven't already, you've, you will have uh, worked out some, some strategies and some game plans, et cetera. What are your, um, your expectations going up against a team like Chile, who, you know, as I said, we don't know much about them? This will be their first go round.
2: Um, I would compare it to playing against South Africa. And 2011, for me, that was an interesting um, approach, experience. We knew that they would come in athletic. We knew that they would come in enthusiastic. I think it was a matter of holding calm and trusting whatever process was put in place, which I feel will be the same message for this go-around with these new guys from Chile. I think it'll be an adventure. I really don't have a lot more than that, I think, as long as we can stay confident in what our coaches have laid out the game plan and tried to execute it. We'll see something completely different than probably what we're used to, but at the same day, it's still the same game, and we understand how it's played. Yeah, I
0: was and gonna. I, sorry, I, sorry about that. I was going to ask you about the the new format because uh, because there are four teams this time, not three as there have been in the past. Um, you've got two double headers, so you've got to win, you've got to win both games to get qualified. But I mean. Even in the past, you had to win all games pretty much anyway, didn't you? Correct, yes. So what do you think about the uh, the format this time round? Do you think it will make any the, difference in, as to how you guys approach it?
2: I think, the, you know, with it being a tighter time schedule, will be a little probably compressed for recovery sessions and improvements and if there's injuries, unfortunately, how those are handled and what decisions are made for the, the, the games that are four days after. But uh, overall, I think having a broad, you know, a strong squad of uh, training on and then taking whatever number he ends up taking will be prepared. I think everyone's enthusiastic to give their best and make sure that we get the results we're looking for.
0: All right, Andrew. Well, all the very best. Uh, congratulations again on your selection to the Train On squad. I'm sure we'll see you uh, on the field at UNF in November. In the next segment, we'll be joined by David Washington of the Jacksonville Axemen, who's also been chosen in the national team train on squad.
1: USA Hawks merchandise is must have. Hats, supporters' jerseys, polo shirts, and training shorts for men and women, all by Paladin, are available in the USA Rugby League store. Shop Paladin's USA Rugby League collection at usarl.org. Want more bang for your buck when advertising your business? You could advertise right here. Podcast advertising matches your business with the right listeners, and this could be your ad playing right now. For more info, visit usarl.org to be part of the USA Rugby League Show. This is the USA Rugby League Show with your host, Brian Lowe.
0: Joining us now from Jacksonville is David Washington. David is one of the new faces in the Train On squad. David, congratulations. You must be really happy about that.
3: Thank you, thank you. I'm really excited.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, you've obviously had an, ex- you know, a, I guess a stellar season would be one way of putting it for the X when you guys... Uh, you know, went through the season undefeated. You won the national championship. You personally, as uh, we wrote about a little while ago, had a pretty outstanding year. So you must be pretty happy with with how this has all been capped off now.
3: Uh, yeah, I'm pretty stoked. Uh, the season played out just the way we played. Uh, practice it. Um, everybody came together. Everybody worked. Um, the hard work showed off during the playoffs, and then when the time came in for the national championship it even showed even more how we were all connected and things like that and then to be at this point to be selected for the training squad is also just fantastic and like amazing for me
0: yeah you've only been playing rugby league since 2016 so i mean this is like to to use an old cliche a meteoric rise isn't
3: it (laughs) yeah um i don't know what it was it's just uh I had to play in football all the way up to high school. Came to college, um, I kind of stuck with rugby, and I don't. It just kind of stuck with me. So to go from football to rugby and picking it up so well in a short span of time, it's all—it's amazing.
0: Yeah. Now you're in the train-on squad. This is your very first time. How do you feel about that?
3: I say I'm nervous. Um, after the last two All-Star um, matches. Um, the talent out there on the team alone is um, top tier so being able to work I gotta keep myself like at that level also which is nerve-wracking for me
0: okay I was going to ask you that because the national championship was at the end of August we're now into October and uh, how do you guys keep yourselves fit in the interim
3: um myself um, uh, doing a lot of workouts with with a uh, Sean. He's got us on a couple workouts and then to keep myself somewhat um feel active. Um I've also joined with the Jacksonville men's union team and been practicing with them to get my tackling, uh keep my tackling tackling up the par and then you know keep my conditioning up.
0: Are you playing games with them or are you just practicing?
3: Uh right now I'm practicing. If they need me for a game I might go on or I can do it for a couple of minutes, but I'm um, still just helping them out, trying to get myself in there and then also help them basically get um, ready for games itself.
0: What are your thoughts about the qualifiers themselves? You've got to play uh, Chile in the opening round.
3: I feel like everybody we're going to play is we, uh, powerhouses. So coming into this, um, I feel Chile's going to come in really strong. I feel like they're going to come in ready to win and then, so for us, I just feel like we need to come together and like work as a team and show strength our strengths from our division.
0: And now, um, as, as I said earlier, this is only your third season of Rugby League. Uh, you've had a good uh, domestic season. You're now into the train-on squad, and you're looking ahead to the qualifying series at home in Jacksonville. Did you think when you first started playing the game that you might get to this level in so quick a time?
3: Honestly, not really. Um, I I would thought it'd take me maybe another two years. Um, let me fully get developed into the game, learn the game a little bit more. Um, but over the past three years, I've had great coaches and then a lot of the players um, I went to college with. So they've also helped me um, learn the game a lot quicker. So coming into this year, um, I was shocked to see how I played, but. Uh, it all came down to the amount of training and the amount of hard work I put into it to get to this point.
0: Well, for those who may not know exactly where you play on the field, you are a winger and you were one of the leading try scorers for the in this domestic season. So you've got some, um, some runs on the board, to use an old uh, cricket uh, analogy there. But um, what was your reaction when you got told, I'm guessing the coach probably called you and sort of said, "Hey, guess what? You're in the triathlon squad."
3: Um, he called me at work, so it was kind of I couldn't like get too excited. But when I did find out, uh, I was pretty stoked. I, I I told my work, I told everybody I knew at that point in time, and I, I felt thrilled, you know, that I made the squad after um, three years of time, and then after putting in so much work, just like actually showing. So I was really excited for it.
0: Yeah, now you're from down that way, aren't you? So you must have some family around there who might be able to come and watch you play if you get into the uh, final squad.
3: Yeah, um, I'm originally from St. Petersburg, Florida, so it's only like a three-hour drive from here. So it's really good to know that my family has that that, that option to come up and watch me play. Um, they've never seen me play league, so it would be a great thing to, see, to, to watch me in the higher tier level.
0: Well, listen, David, it's been an absolute pleasure talking with you. Congratulations on being uh, included in the Train On squad, and we hope for all the best for you uh, going forward. All right, thank you very much. And next up, we talk with Bob Jowett of the Canada Rugby League Association about the Wolverine squad and their prospects for success in Jacksonville. Want more bang for your buck
1: when advertising your business? You could advertise right here. Podcast advertising matches your business with the right listeners, and this could be your ad playing right now. For more info, visit usarl.org to be part of the USA Rugby League Show. You've seen them online and in print, so you know they specialize in authentic rugby league merchandise. When you want your favorite team's jersey, whether it's club or country, order it directly from MassCourtBrowns.com. MassCourtBrowns, proud partners of the USA Rugby League Show. This is the USA Rugby League Show with your host, Brian Lowe.
0: Joining us on the line now from Canada is the newly elected president of the Canada Rugby League Association, Bob Jowett. Hi, Bob.
4: Yeah, hi, Brian, and uh, thanks for the invite.
0: Oh, you're most welcome. Well, let's get straight to it. We have the uh, Rugby League World Cup uh, America's Region Qualifying Series coming up in November in Jacksonville, Florida. Obviously, Canada will be a part of that. Now, the Wolverines train on squad to me looks pretty good. I'm wondering what your thoughts on it are.
3: Yeah,
4: Brian, I think uh, in reality, as as with all the other teams, I'm sure, uh, Canada's uh, looked to assemble as strong a train-on squad as possible. Um, we've got our team manager, Paul Buchanan, and head coach, Ben Fleming, and they've been working tirelessly to uh, to contact players and check their eligibility and, and assemble this uh, train-on squad. So thanks to those guys.
0: Yeah, look, in 2015, the last time uh, around... Canada fell just short of qualifying so how do you go one better? What do you have to do do you think to go one better this time?
4: Yeah, I mean I think um, there's a sort of flippant and simple answer which is just to beat Jamaica the, the way the um, the tournament's been uh, set up, uh, that first game is all important um, if, you, if you lose that uh, first game you've got no second chance really so we've got to beat Jamaica and uh and looking at the uh, Jamaica train on squad, uh, it's gonna be a, a tall order. Um the Jamaica have uh, have pulled in are looking to pull in uh, a large number of heritage players. I mean so are we to to a degree but um I think Jamaica probably uh, edges out there uh, and as a result I think maybe we go into the uh, the game as underdogs.
0: Wow. Okay. Underdogs for the Wolverines. That's interesting. You should say that, um, without giving any secrets away. And I know you're not on the coaching staff, but what do you think we can expect from the Canadian team this time?
4: Yeah, I think um, I. I, I, I I'm not on the coaching staff, as you say, so I'm not I'm not privy to the uh, the details, and I'm sure that our head coach Ben Ben Fleming uh, wouldn't be passing any uh, any secrets on anyway. Um, but I do know Canadians, and uh, they are one one tough uh, a race of people, really. So they uh, they're, they're going to give it their all, and uh, I'm well aware that the players are extremely proud of earned their uh, jerseys. Um, and thanks to uh, Impact for the sponsorship of the journeys, uh, Jersey site, and the uh, the players are going to die out and they're absolutely going to give it their all. So uh, Jamaica are going to have it tough to, to beat us, that's for sure.
0: Okay. Well, just on that, um, Canada was winless, unfortunately, for you guys in 2017. So is that going to be in, a, in the back of your minds or is it going to be an issue at all going into these uh, games?
4: No, I really don't think it's um, it's going to be in anybody's mind. I think uh, you know the past is gone, and in reality, uh, the Wolverines team. Uh, that's going to Jacksonville is going to be a very different uh, beast to the uh, the team that uh, played the, the games in 2017. And, and so I don't think it's going to be an issue at all. Uh, I don't think the, the players are going to be worried about it. I'm sure the, the coaching staff aren't worried about it and uh, the board aren't worried about it either. So uh, I think that's not an issue.
0: Well, I suppose, uh, I suppose just further to that, uh, when we talk about twenty seventeen, we talk about the fact that you had only a domestic-based uh, team that played all your games. I don't think you had any heritage players uh, come across last year, did you?
4: That's exactly that's exactly right. That's the case. So um, you know that's obviously going to make uh, a major, major difference uh, when we when we look at the uh, the team that's uh, going to be uh, representing Canada um, in Jacksonville. Uh, it's going to be a much stronger team and. Uh, and like you know we we look forward to um, to playing and uh, hopefully for some success.
0: Yeah. Well listen, as I mentioned at the outset, you are the newly elected president of the CRLA and I'm just curious as to how important the national team having success is to both yourself and to the other members on the board.
4: I mean clearly th- Success is, is important, and, and actually qualifying uh, for the World Cup would be a huge boost to um, Rugby League in Canada. It would certainly help to uh, raise the profile um, and continue uh, on from the, the, the work that the Toronto Wolfpack have done in raising the profile. Um, that said, though, Brian, I, I don't think it's the be-all and end-all. I think at the end of the day, um, maybe historically, there's been... A, a, possibly an emphasis on the uh, the the national teams and the success of the national teams. Um it's really important to start developing domestic players and as a result I think the, the new board or I know that the new board is going to uh, to increase areas, um, efforts in other areas to actually develop uh, domestic players through a little bit more of a focus on, on junior rugby and on, on other areas where people can play the game, for instance uh, Masters Rugby League. Um, I can say that uh, very recently there's been a, a junior rugby league uh, club formed in uh, Georgina or uh, Keswick called the Georgina Griffins and we are looking to play a couple of games um, against a masters team who are looking to come over from the London UK next year
0: all right well speaking of uh, nurturing uh, you know uh, homegrown talent I think you've, you've you've guys have been doing that I for example, there are two guys that stand out to me. One is Rick Shouten. I saw him for the first time uh, back in 2015 in Jacksonville in the uh, corresponding series, and I thought he had a pretty good series uh, at the time. I see he's in your squad again. And also uh, since then, of course, uh, Quinn Nguati, the uh, the guy who's been making a lot of uh, noise for, uh, well, originally, well, I suppose more recently, I guess, with the Toronto Wolfpack.
4: Yeah, I mean it's it's great to um, to see guys coming through and uh, and actually uh, benefiting, and it's and it's, it's very important that we do grow uh, the domestic game. Um, I think, as you're aware, Brian, there, there are teams at the moment in Ontario and uh, British Columbia, and there's a small league also in uh, in Alberta. The, uh, the the playing numbers, though, are not at the level that I'd like to see them I'd like to see uh, an awful lot more people playing rugby league I'd like to see everybody who is able to so I'd like to see um, more tag rugby league I'd like to see junior rugby league and I'd like to see uh, girls and women and masters and and, uh, the whole remit I think it's really important to actually grow this great great game of rugby league that we um, we we don't ignore um, these other versions of the game that uh, that people can uh, can get involved and in, can start to learn to love the game.
0: Yeah, well, listen, uh, as a Winnipeg boy originally, I'd like to see you guys get something going in Manitoba.
4: Uh, yeah, I'd love that too. <laughs> so. Uh, There's been been a bit of outreach going on, so we've had some recent outreach into Quebec, and uh, we have uh, set up a supporters group for the uh, CRLA. Uh, Anybody can join, Uh, and we have uh, a couple of members from Saskatchewan, which is uh, is great to see.
0: All right, Bob. Well, just finally, before I let you go, uh, one last question what will the Canadian Rugby League Association consider a success in Jacksonville? Is it winning that first game or is it going all the way and qualifying?
4: I think realistically, Brian, that that first game is is so, so important, as we spoke about uh, earlier. The, The format of the tournament means... There's no real second chance. We've got to win that first game, so that would definitely be a success. It would be wonderful to go on and win win the second as well and, and get automatic uh, qualification to the World Cup. Um, but uh, we would certainly be ha- more than happy, I think, with a, uh, a second place finish and a, an opportunity to qualify next year uh, against a team to be named. Um, I believe that game would then be in Canada if we if we t- to finish second. Um, I think also in terms of uh, success, and again, this maybe sounds a little bit flippant, but I don't think it really is. Uh, part of the the issue is to not go bankrupt for the CLA. It's um, a seriously expensive uh, venture to uh, to bring uh, the national team down to uh, to Jacksonville for this tournament and uh we we have uh some support and we we recognize uh, those those sponsors people like busy gardening and greenland resources and our past sponsors that uh that helped the CRLA out but financially it's a it's a big ask and uh i recognize that the other teams particularly jamaica are, are certainly uh, recognizing that as well um and uh on that on that note, if anybody is listening to this podcast and would like to help out with the the CRLA, then please get in touch.
0: All right. Well, Bob, uh, I want to wish you and the Canadian team all the all the best and, and much success in uh, Jacksonville in November.
4: That's very kind of you, Brian. And um, I, I don't know are you going to be there? It would be great to see you there and uh, and, and you know, touch touch base once again.
0: No, unfortunately, I won't be in Jacksonville. I will be watching, however, from the West Coast. And again, wish you guys all the best. And Bob, once again, thank you for coming on the show. And that's a wrap on this episode of the USA Rugby League Show. We sure trust you've enjoyed it. Thanks to our guests, our partners, and thank you for listening. Don't forget to stay tuned for our next podcast. And until then, stay well.